This is a Courageous Church podcast, equipping and empowering you to live a courageous life. Join us now as we listen to a message from Courageous Church in Salt Lake City, Utah. Man, so great to be here to see you all, uh, to see Courageous Church really where it is right now. Um, I was out here for the very first walkthrough of setup at the theaters um, way back. It was like two or three weeks before the actual first service, and then we were at the first service, which was neat. And then to see where God's taken this and where Jesus has opened doors and, and has really uh, brought new faces in, and uh, we've, we've, we've just seen so much so much grow. I get to hear about it all the time because I'm, I'm, you know, I, I sit on the board here at this church, and so I'll hear your pastor brags all the time about you guys. Just so you know, you're well loved. Uh, he talks very good behind your back, and so uh, it's just it's yeah, for m- most of you. <laughs> Who is? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but it's just it's just so great. It's so great to be with you guys, uh, and love to death. Jason and Candace, uh, he is absolutely my best friend in the world, and yeah, we did talk about Courageous Church uh, prior to Candace, and I did tell you she would leave you, uh, so <laughs> I guess I was wrong <laughs> so far. <laughs> uh, but I trust your pastor with my life, um, and he's one of the people in my life that, that knows me really well, and can tell me no at the same time. And I've heard him talk about, I'll talk about that a little bit tonight too, the people that know you and know you. And I've heard your pastor say that, but uh, just so great to be with you. Father, thank you for uh, tonight, this special night, uh, this night of fellowship and of community and of getting to know each other better and you bringing this church uh, closer together uh, because this is where lives are strengthened and we need this, and we need to be strengthened so that we can continue to be a light that shines here in this valley, uh, continue to bring your love and your grace and your hope uh, to people that are lost. And so thank you for bringing us together. Thank you for this special night. And I pray that you would speak to us uh, and speak to our hearts, that we would leave here different than the way that we came, and that we would be excited and encouraged and full of hope and full of life and full of energy to do what you've called us to do as a church. We love you tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. I have the beautiful, well, by the way, I've got my wife here with me, which is a huge blessing to me. She's in the back. This is a rare treat for me uh, to have my wife in service uh, at a church with me. I, get, I have the incredible privilege uh, to serve um, as the director of what's called Champions Network. Champions Network is a network of churches for my pastor, Joel Osteen, and I work with churches all across the country uh, to do one simple thing, and that is to try to get uh, Pastor Joel's Uh, TV and radio audience um, connected to a local church uh, because that's my pastor's heart. Um, His, the the, the crowds are not what energizes him. Uh, The popularity is not what energizes him. What energizes him is introducing people to Jesus. 
And at the end of every message, if you ever listen to him, he always says, get in a good Bible-based church. That's what Courageous Church is. And so this church is one of the churches that's on our Find a Church site. It's one of the churches we highlight to send people that are here in this area that may have connected and watched my pastor somewhere um, to connect them to a local church because life changes in community. Um, This is where real growth happens. The Bible says in Proverbs that when you're planted in the house of the Lord, you will flourish, you'll grow, you'll see life change happens. And so that's my pastor's heartbeat uh, is to see people not just connect uh, to the message of hope, which is a huge message, but beyond that, get plugged into a body, get plugged into a local church. That's what I love about tonight. This is a different night, right? We're doing, we're, I mean, we're not just coming together and sitting in rows and, uh, you know, saying hi real quick. It, this, is, this is interaction. This is community. This is where growth happens. This is where we get to, to know each other. And so we have the value of community tonight. And so this is what I do. This is my heartbeat is seeing people connect to uh, a local body so that they can grow, so they can flourish, so they can, um, uh, they can become all that God has created them to be. So I've written a few things down. We'll see where this goes. could go anywhere. He said, just get up there and share your heart. And I was like, okay. Um, but my pastor always says, blessed are the short-winded for they'll be invited back. And I want to come back. So my goal is to be done five minutes before you're done listening. So that's, that's my goal. So I, I, I wrote down a... A few things about community uh, that, that we'll talk about tonight. Number one, I wrote down, if you're taking notes, you don't have to, please. Uh, this will be online, maybe, if it's not edited, which it might be. Uh, I wrote down, number one, community shapes your life. Uh, Proverbs 13:20 says, walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Sounds simple, huh? But the community that we're a part of our relationships really determine where we're headed in our life. Uh, they shape our life. When I was a youth pastor, I would often say to the students, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Uh, because our community, what, what, who we are connected to, uh, it, it's so valuable because it really shapes who we are. Uh, it shapes what we value. Uh, I love that he says, uh, walk with the wise and become wise. There's a huge difference between educated and wise. There's some really, really, really educated people that are fools. Right? And there's some super wise people that are uneducated. But this is why I like you. This is why, but... <laughs> this, is a big, this is a big reason why the Bible's so big in the older mentoring the younger. And our culture has really seen a gap in that. But this is what's supposed to happen in the body. People that have got life experience or that are further down the road should be reaching down and grabbing those that aren't as far along and saying, come on, let me show you. Come on, let me, let me, let me impart some wisdom to you. Because when you walk with fools, you end up losing everything, destroying your life, making dumb decisions. We've all done it. But we surround ourselves, hopefully, with wise people. And listen to the wise. And those that are wise in this room, find young people to sow into. Find somebody to share your story with. Uh, but that's what these kind of nights are for. So we get to know, oh my gosh, I'd ha- I had no idea about that about you. Right? 
We get to know one another. We get to grow in a deeper level. Oh, man, this phone. Um, another, another big point under this is, you know, reading our Bibles. You know, don't just read your Bible alone. This is, the Bible demands interpretation. It's dangerous to read your Bible by yourself. I mean, you need it, yes, absolutely. But then get together with wise people too and say, I, this, I read this. What does that really mean? Like we need to build each other up and be wise with each other. That's why the Bible says iron sharpens iron, right? That's why we get together and we read our Bibles together. We read it by ourselves, but otherwise you run across some really weird stuff. Like you you see somebody gets hacked to pieces in the Bible. You're like, am I supposed to kill my enemies? (laughs) No, no, no. Stay away from that. Uh, But you might need some wise people to help you with that. Uh, So community, it shapes your life. Number two I wrote down, community provides accountability. Proverbs 12:15 says fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. So I'll go to what I said a few minutes ago. Who knows you and who knows you? Who knows you? K N O W. Who knows who you are? Who knows like knows you? Like when you're asked, "Hey, how you doing?" and you say, "I'm good." Who knows that you're putting a mask on? In that moment, you're just given a typical answer. A blessed and highly favored brother. Uh, really? Because you don't look like it. Because I, I know you. Who knows you? Who knows who's really struggling? Who knows who's really going through something? Who really knows you? Who knows you? This is what this is for. So you get to know one another. And when somebody walks in and they give the typical answer, oh, man, I'm fine. You sure? No, I'm really not. No, I'm really hurting. No, I'm really broken. No, the wife and I got in a fight. No, the kids are doing bad. No, school's really hard. Who knows you? And on that same line, who knows who you really are and can speak to that? No, that's not who you are. This is what I see. These are the strengths that you carry. These are the gifts that you've got. Who knows that? Like, you got to know somebody to, to call that out. You got to know, say, no, I know you're struggling. You're having a tough time with something, but you're bigger than that. You need to see beyond what's right in front of you right now. Get to a, get to a bigger place because I know you. I know you're bigger than that. We need people that know us. But it's, da- it's, it's scary to be intimate with people, right? It's scary to let people know us. It really is. Because what are they going to do? Are they going to hurt us? I mean, this is a family right here, but the word family comes with all kinds of baggage, doesn't it? Right? I mean, you, you hear that. Let's, uh, the church family. Mm, I don't know. My real family, my birth family, they've caused a lot of pain. It's true. And there's people in this room that will hurt you too. So what? Family works through stuff we got to fight through it because we know each other. And, yeah, we get hurt, but let's make it right. Let's wrestle through some things, right? I get, I, like I said, I get to see churches all over. I talk to pastors all the time. It's what I do. And it breaks my heart when I see people get hurt and offended and leave a church instead of work through it because it's going to be the same thing somewhere else. It, it's worth it to work through issues. It's worth it to get people around you that really know you, 
because we're all going to walk through stuff, good and bad. Man, it's so much fun to celebrate in life, and it's no fun celebrating by yourself. It's more fun to celebrate with people, right? It's also more fun when you walk through a dark place to have somebody that's walking with you. But people have to know you, and you have to let them know you for that. K-N-O-W, do they know you? And then there's the N-O. Do you have people that know you, that tell you no? We all need that. We've got a sin nature that is bent toward destruction. Like, I've wrestled with this with, with people over the, in the past that, like, we, we don't, no, 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 we're, we're naturally good. I said, no, 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 we're not. Just look at a two-year-old. You do not have to teach a two-year-old how to sin. They're little sinners. You don't got to teach them how to lie. Did you eat that cookie? Mm-mm. Chocolate's all over your face. I wasn't me. They're naturally bent toward it. They'll lie to you. They'll steal from you. They'll do whatever they can to get whatever they want. You have to teach kids to be good by saying no. Adults are the same way. We're just big kids. We need people that know us, that we've given permission to tell us no. If somebody knows you, K-N-O-W knows you, they should also have permission to N-O-U, to tell you no. This man, your pastor, has permission to tell me no. No, dude, that's a dumb idea. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> what are you doing? But I need that. Why? Because I'm human. You're human. You're going to walk the wrong direction. It's good to have people around you. That's why these nights are good. Get to know each other. And then get people in your Give them permission. Hey, when I get out of line, would you just tell me? Yeah, sure. I'd be happy to. That's always fun to tell somebody that is I'm wrong, you know? It's not fun being told no. So who knows you and who knows you? And number three, community. It strengthens your faith. Romans 1.12 says, when we get together, I want to encourage you in your faith, but I also want to be encouraged by yours. See, I need your story. And you need mine. If God did it for me, he can do it for you. But we need to know each other's stories first. Like, I, I need it. Like, I, I, I need to know what you're going through. You need to know what I'm going through. You need to know where God's brought me through something. Because I'll know how to respond in, a, in an area maybe you're struggling with that God's already done it in my life. But you won't know that unless you know my story. I've been married... 20 years in October. Woo! To the same woman. And she's amazing. Yes, I'm, I'm so proud of her for putting up with me. It was easy on my part. She's been through the ringer. And when we first got married, we got married in 2001. We got married like three weeks after 9-11. And everybody was, like, terrified to fly. We went to Las Vegas for our honeymoon, and there was, like, nobody there. So they, like, upgraded us to all the nicest suites. And I was like, this is all right. So a few years after we got married, we decided, hey, let's start a family. Let's have some kids. This is what you do. And we got pregnant. Or she did. And, and we were so excited. Oh, man. We found out, and we had youth ministry that night. We had youth church. 
And we came in, and you're not supposed to tell people you're pregnant right when you first get pregnant, right? We didn't care. We, like, told everybody that night. And it was, like, a huge celebration. Room full of students. They were all excited. They want to meet our kid. And we do, too. And then three days later, we miscarried. And that's why you don't tell people right away, right? Because then you got to go back the next week. They're like, how's it going? You're like, nope. Uh, and it's painful. It's painful to miscarry. Uh, however, it's common. And so what do you do? Try again, right? Because it's fun. And, <laughs> and, and we do, and, and we get pregnant again. And we're all excited again. And then we miscarry again. And we do this for three years. And we get excited, and then we miscarry. And we get excited, and we miscarry. And then it gets harder to get excited. Because you're wondering, do I get to keep this one? And you go, the first couple times, you're like, okay, I can, I can pray through this. I can have faith for this. I can believe for this. But after several, it becomes harder and harder. And begin to even start questioning, am I supposed to be a father? Is this ever going to happen? Should I give up now? Are we even supposed to be married? Uh, is something wrong with us? And then you go to doctor. We went to doctors. We had everything checked out, did all these tests, and they came back with the answer, nothing's wrong with you, which is even more difficult. And we struggled. And we struggled and we struggled, but we learned to lean on people in our community because in those moments, I didn't have the faith to have a child because I'd been kicked too many times. And I had people around me that knew how to pray. And we went to different ones. And my friend Ben, where are you at? You're right here. Uh, Oral Roberts, uh, you went to ORU. Um, Oral Roberts was in our church at the time. Um, and I went to him, and I says, hey, can you pray for me? Uh, my wife and I, we want to have a baby, and we keep having it and losing it. And he prayed with us, and we got pregnant. And then we got to 10 weeks, and then 12 weeks, and it was going further and further. And we get all the way to the end, and we get my beautiful son Declan over here. And he's a blessing. And the best thing in the world. And I got to put him into Oral Roberts' arms a month before Oral died. And Oral got to bless and dedicate my son, which was incredibly special. But I needed people around me that could have faith when I didn't have faith. Because it hurt. Because I was broken. But now, you know that about me. Anybody that's ever, whenever I meet somebody and they're struggling to have a baby and they can't do it, you better know that I know how to pray for that. Because I've seen God do that. And when I stand in the gap for somebody, it's a different kind of faith because I, I don't just read about it somewhere. This is my story. And my story can help change somebody else's story. And maybe they can't have the faith, but I can. That's what our stories are for. That's why we get together and we share our stories and we get to know one another so that whenever it is that you're facing, you know, who, oh, 
this person dealt with that. Let me go talk to them. Would you pray with me? What would you do? What did you do? This is the power of our story. This is community. This is why we need each other. This is why we get together. We don't just come to church just to come to church. No, we come to church because this is family. This is what we do. We stand in the gap. We pray. We encourage. We have faith. We celebrate. We live life together. Because community is where real growth happens, where real life change happens, where people flourish, planted in the house of God. Amen? So do you know the people that you worship with? Here's my challenge. I'll call the worship team up. We're going to sing a couple songs and we'll get out. But do you, do you know the people that you worship with? You come to church here every week. Do you know them? See, Christians are funny. Christians will come in and they will sit in the same seat every single week. Am I wrong? You got your seat. Y'all know. We moved all the seats in the back. You walk in, you're like, where's my seat? Right? That's my butt print. On that seat, that's my seat. And then you see a new person that came, and they're sitting in your seat, and you're like, they're sitting in my seat. <laughs> Sit somewhere different next week. Sit somewhere different the week after that. Get to know the people that you're sitting next to. Next time we do this, we got, what, two more of these family dinners? Sit at a different table. Get to know somebody else. Better yet, do it during the week. Go meet with somebody. Go to lunch together. Go coffee. Have somebody over for dinner. And just say, what's your story? And hear how God's, we all have stories of miracles that God's done. And if you don't have one yet, you'll get one soon enough. And we love that. We encourage that. We grow with that. Sit somewhere different, even better. Serve this church and serve with people because you get to know people's stories when you're setting up, when you're tearing down, when you're serving with kids. You get plugged in. You get to know people. And it's good. Better than that, too, you can connect people. You hear somebody's going through this, come here. Come talk to Bob. Bob, Bob, this is Bob's, this is Bob's arena. And you connect them. Right? Here's my final question. Who do you know that needs to be here in your life, outside of these walls? Because it's fun to come together and see each other, but who outside of these walls needs a family? Who do you know in your life that needs to be here? Because as the family grows, the family strengthened. As the church grows, the church is strengthened. Who in your world can you invite to come to a dinner, to hang out, to get plugged in to the family? Redwood trees are fascinating. They are the tallest trees in the world. They get up to 350 feet. They can live up to 2,000 years, which is crazy. But their roots only go down four to six feet. What strengthens them is that the roots of all the other trees, they intertwine with each other. And they connect and they get all mixed up together. So when a storm comes... The tree's not the one being attacked. It, the storm's coming against the whole family, against the forest. And the forest stands together and says, not today. We need each other. Our roots are intertwined together. We're the tallest in the world because not because we go deep, but because we go wide. Because we intertwine. 
And when a storm comes, we're stronger. Think about in your life, who do you know? Who needs a family? Who needs to be here? Who needs to be connected? Who needs to hear somebody else's story in this room? Who needs that? I have a new goal in my life I'm, I'm working on right now. I'm, my goal is to meet one new person every single day. And not just meet them. I don't want to just, hey, get to know their name. I want to know something about them. Stranger, a total stranger. I'm doing this. Get out there just to meet somebody. I want to hear somebody's story just to connect. Because here's what I know. As my network grows, as my, my circle of influence grows, so does my life. And I can bring them into my family. And their story can affect somebody else's story. And we all grow together. It's a big deal. I love you, church. I'm so proud to see what God is doing here. I'm so thankful you're doing these family nights uh, this summer. You're going to have a blast with it. Uh, and thank you for having me tonight. Let me pray for you, and we'll sing. Father, thank you for Courageous Church. Thank you for this family, this community. Uh, God, I pray that as we, as we press in, as we get to know each other better, as we get to know who sits among us, and we get to know the stories that you've done in their life. God, I pray that you would intertwine our roots together. Thank you for listening today. If you were blessed and you want to be a part of what God is doing through Courageous Church, including ways that you can give, visit us online at CourageousChurch.com.